This is my journey from Epilepsy Tasmania. Epilepsy is something most people don't talk about much. It's something many of us don't understand. And to be honest, the thought of someone having a seizure in front of us freaks us out a little bit. Epilepsy Tasmania wants to change that through the power of storytelling to help people who have no experience of the condition to understand what it's all about, to demystify it, and in turn help make life better for the people who are affected. I find it really difficult to face sometimes the day knowing that you're basically going to have a seizure and a fit in front of your peers within probably half an hour of going to class. We can liken what's happening in the brain during a seizure as a bit like an orchestra. It's like all of these neurons start playing the exact same song at the exact same time in total synchrony. When a, when a brain is being forced to play you know, a single song, we lose the ability to do other things, so we start having a seizure. One of the other myths for people is that they believe that when people are having a seizure they can't hear but actually people can still hear everything that's being said to them while they're having a seizure. It felt like I was in a dream state, just floating. I just remember waking up and then having a stranger like in the passenger seat saying that I was in a car accident. My immediate reaction was, mm, no, no, I haven't been. My Journey has been released for Purple Month 2020, a worldwide grassroots campaign aimed at getting people talking about epilepsy, about reducing the stigma, helping those affected to live full and happy lives. To find out more about Purple Month, go to epilepsytasmania.org.au. Through this series, you'll hear real stories from people with a lived experience and the experts trying to make life better for them. When I first started with the organisation, it was almost impossible to get people to talk about their epilepsy and to get it out of the shadows because of all the stigma and negativity attached to telling the story. This is Wendy Groot. She's the CEO of Epilepsy Tasmania. She came up with the idea of my journey in the hope that it would simply encourage people to start talking about epilepsy and help break down the stigma. We developed our first uh, story exhibition, so it was a photo and stories called My Journey, and it had a number of Tasmanians who are living with epilepsy, either as a condition themselves or supporting a family or a close friend, and we asked them if they would tell their story. It was a bit like a diary entry, and then we uh, created a booklet, and then we had an exhibition, and it was fantastically received. This podcast series is an audio extension of that exhibition. It runs for 12 episodes, each containing a short story of someone's lived experience. And we're starting with Wendy. When people don't understand something, fear tends to drive them a little bit. And so what we were trying to do was raising awareness about what epilepsy is and what it isn't, and what living with epilepsy is like for Tasmanians. It's not all doom and gloom. The stories are very uplifting um, and they are great stories of uh, people rising above um, the condition and being able to fulfil their lives. There's some funny stories, there's some sad stories, but they're definitely very strong stories of hope. How many Australians are we talking about that you represent? Well, in Tasmania, we're saying it's one in 25 people and that we're saying that it's um, a further uh, percentage. So we're saying that one-fifth of Tasmanian's population are either living with epilepsy or uh, supporting somebody. And we can base that now on Tasmanian research that we have just conducted. One in 10 people in Australia have experienced a seizure. That doesn't necessarily mean they'll develop epilepsy, but Wendy's organisation is dedicated to anyone who's had a seizure 
right through to the most severe cases of epilepsy. It's, it's staggeringly higher than what people uh, really understand. We um, are part of the Epilepsy Smart Australia rollout. The Education Minister in Tasmania has endorsed the Epilepsy Smart Schools program. So we work with schools to help them to understand epilepsy, epilepsy first aid, um, and also to start talking about epilepsy. And that's also rolled out in workplaces, in disability uh, service providers, in childcare centres, in aged care. So that's a major program. And then we do one-on-one personal support with people with their epilepsy and uh, providing them with epilepsy management plans um, and also some equipment, um, but just general peer support models. Epilepsy is the third most prevalent health concern in our schools behind asthma and diabetes, but more common than anaphylaxis. So that's why it makes so much sense to Wendy to devote as much time to schools as possible. It's um, really within the school's scope that it must make it sure that it is epilepsy aware and it knows how to do epilepsy first aid and administration of medication. My stepfather, who was a cardiologist, told me that if you see someone having an epileptic fit, you try and wedge something in their teeth and pull their tongue out so they don't choke. Things have changed a lot. That's the worst thing you can do. (laughs) Because what happens when people are having a seizure, you put something in their mouth, that because many people are grinding their teeth um, so they can bite their tongue or break their teeth. So putting something in their mouth is actually a high-risk thing to do and the worst thing to do. So the best thing that you can do is one of the other myths for people is that they believe that when people are having a seizure, they can't hear. But actually people can still hear everything that's being said to them while they're having a seizure. And so you can actually extend or shorten a seizure by actually talking to somebody and saying, I know you're having a seizure. Um, my name's Wendy. I'm here to support you. Um, we'll just sit with you and, and until you come, come through that seizure and um, make sure that they've got a pillow under their head if they're on the ground um, and make sure that you put them in this recovery position once they come out of their seizure. If you don't know what to do, call triple O. Um, if you do know what to do, if the seizure goes for more than three minutes, then you're advised to call triple O. Um, but if the uh, seizure happens and there's water involved, that person must be admitted to hospital because they can um, develop issues with their lungs that eventuate when they go to sleep at night. Most people have some sort of awareness of epilepsy and many of us have friends or loved ones who are affected by it, but we still don't understand it very well. And Wendy says a little bit of understanding can really help change someone's life. Sometimes people um, disassociate um, the behaviour of somebody as as they're just mucking up, whereas it can actually be an effect of the sort of seizure that they have because there's over 40 different types of seizures that, that are out there. Some can be as vague as somebody looking out the window and they're not you think they're not listening to you or they're actually having a seizure. Um, somebody can... Um, so the most, as I said, the most common one, some people can just be tapping their lip or pulling on their clothes and they're having a seizure. So the best thing we can do um, as we are supporting and, and being our kindest self is to ask people if they're okay, if we see some abnormal behaviour in them. It seems like it would be quite frightening. Oh, it's terrifying. Terrifying people because some people, um, there's some kind of uh, seizure where uh, uh, woman was telling me she's married with children and when she comes out of her seizure she doesn't recognise her family or her, her uh, around her and it can be up to two hours before that happens um, and so that's pretty scary for her family for her to come out of a seizure and to not know who they are and be frightened by that. The end game for organisations like Epilepsy Tasmania is to find a cure but based on the current science that's a long way off. A very small amount of epilepsy is genetically hardwired 
That's Dr. Lila Landowski. She's a well-known neuroscientist with Tasmania's Menzies Research Centre. She just has a knack of explaining really complicated processes in words that we can all understand. The majority comes as either a result of something that you have experienced or we don't know. We call that idiopathic epilepsy. So you might get um, epilepsy as a result of having something like um, a head trauma after a car, after car accident. It might happen after you um, have a stroke. It might happen after you have um, a really bad brain infection. We're finding, understanding more and more about what epilepsy is. We're understanding the impact it has on it, on the brain and the different parts, uh, the different nodes of the brain that are affected by different types of seizures. And um, so there's some really good work around being able to identify the trigger points for seizures so then we can actually identify the treatment points for seizures. In the next episode, we'll hear from Sean, a father of two who lost his wife to SUDEP, also known as sudden unexplained death from epilepsy. She started medication programs. Um, We trialled a number of different medications uh, and we were still going through that process uh, when she passed away. My Journey is an Icon Media production for Epilepsy Tasmania. I'm Sam Icon, the producer, director and editor. Sound design is done by Nicholas Storr. Music from Chelsea McGough and Breakmaster Cylinder with special thanks to Wendy Groot and Leela Landowski.